0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 19, 2014. Sermon on the Mount, The wen News. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for today and for your teaching in the Scripture open our hearts so that we might uh, experience you, learn more about you, learn more about the way that you want us to live our lives. And so we give this time to you now. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. So it's week three of the Sermon on the Mount, and our focus today are the when yous, the when yous, a series of verses that we find in chapter 6 of the book of Matthew, which begin with Jesus saying, When you... And then he goes on to share something of great value. These verses are preceded, though, with a, with a kind of note of caution from Jesus. Here's what he said. He said, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven.
0: Well, let's take a look at that word righteousness. Be careful not to practice your righteousness. Righteousness is a word that's found in the Bible. It's a word that we use in the church, and it basically means acting in ways that please God, right living, doing what is right, being truthful, being sincere, not guilty of wrong. And so Jesus is sharing, saying here that we need to practice our righteousness. You know, we kind of need to to work it out. It's like if you're in the Daniel plan, we're practicing our move of the week. We need to practice. Yeah, I don't know if I'm doing it right, but anyway. Uh, I certainly couldn't do the one last week, you know, putting my arm way back when I... Anyway, so Jesus is saying here that we need to not practice our righteousness in front of others. Now, that's kind of curious. What, what is Jesus talking about? Well, he goes on to share, we don't do it uh, in front of others to be seen by them. That's the focus here. In other words, it's all about the word humble. Say humble. humble. Okay, humble. Humble, humble, humble. We should always try to please God, do what's pleasing to God, not to make a show, not so others will say, oh, wow, how about them? We don't do it for that reason because it's not good to be self-righteous. Self-righteous, proud of one's own you know, goodness and one's own virtue. We are to be humble just as Jesus is humble.
1: Hmm. And then Jesus goes on to give us an example, a very good example, by the way, of how we are not to be self-righteous. And this is what he shares. He says...
0: So, when you give to the needy, this says, don't make a big deal about it. Don't, so that everyone knows that it's you. When you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. In other words, keep it on the down low so not to be puffed up and proud about it. You know, it doesn't really matter if no one else sees because God sees. God sees and God knows exactly what you're doing. Hmm. You know
1: what I love? I love when, um, when a gift is given by someone with that kind of strange and unusual name, Anonymous. You know that name, Anonymous? You ever gotten a gift from that person, Anonymous? Um, uh, where, where the person, you know, gives, not because they want recognition, but because they want to just help somebody out. They want to help a worthy cause. They, they might even be, want to be an encouragement to other people. It's so refreshing when someone helps somebody, and the only ones who know are the giver and God.
0: We've seen that quite a bit around here. It's, it's really awesome. You know, there, just recently, there's a small group that pulled their money and offered it um, to a family, and they didn't even know who or what, they didn't even know, they just said, we know that we're supposed to give. And so they brought the money and it was given to a family, and that family was able to keep their electric on. And that was all done in the na- with the name Anonymous. I remember so clearly a couple years ago a young couple They came into the office and Lori and I were talking and they had, you know, several hundred dollars and they said, just find somebody and give it to somebody who's in need. The name, Anonymous. Alan and I have been recipients time and time again of Anonymous gifts, even gifts back in our early days in ministry that kept us afloat. All in the name of Anonymous. Anonymous. It has such great impact on the giver as well as the receiver.
1: Hmm. So then Jesus goes on to give a a second example of uh, how not to be self-righteous in a particular situation. And here's what he says. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray... Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need. Say the last four with me. Before you ask him. Before you ask him.
0: All right, so some of us in this room is probably, you're probably doing the happy dance because it's hard to pray in public. Some people just don't like to pray out loud. Am I right about that? Yeah, a lot, some people don't. So you're saying, oh, <laughs> yes. when you pray, go to your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who's unseen way, yay! Yeah, I never d- need to pray out loud. Well, um, wrong.
1: <laughs> wrong,
0: I mean, it, we do need to have public prayer, prayer where we support one another. There is a time and place for public prayer, praying out loud in groups or with people. And then there's a time for private prayer. You know, public prayer is like this, seeking God. But private prayer is just this kind of thing. So if Jesus isn't being literal here, what did Jesus mean?
1: Mm. Well, once again, Jesus, uh, just like with the giving giving to the needy, Jesus is reminding us that we need to be humble before the Lord and before our brothers and sisters in Christ. Prayer time is not focus on me time. Amen? Amen. That's better. Okay, thank you. I'm a little hard to hear, but I'm not that hard. You've got to you work with me here. Come on now. When we do lift up a public prayer, the purpose is not so everyone will pay attention to the prayer, nor try to nor should we try to impress with flowery language that isn't ours, but we've picked up, some churchified language that's not natural to us, or with the length of the prayer. That's not what it is. As Jesus says, God knows our need before we even begin to pray. You know, when we pray publicly, gosh, I sometimes I heard prayers that were, it's like to God, but I, I want to make sure you hear that because I'm talking to you more than God, or, or, I'm a, or sometimes even a gossipy thing. Oh, God, you know, so, whoa, whoa. The prayer is to God. God alone, and we seek God as we pray on behalf of or for the benefit of those who we are gathered together with.
0: And so in this uh, Sermon on the Mount teaching, Jesus offers us a model for prayer. Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, and by the way, we just sang a lot of these words. This, then, is how you should pray. Say the rest with me. but deliver us from the evil one.
1: Okay, so two weeks ago when we started this series, we said that we weren't really going to focus on the Lord's prayers. We'd done that a couple years ago. might do that in the future. Okay, so I'm a liar. We are going to take a minute or two after looking at the message today. We are going to just focus, not so much tearing it apart meaning by meaning, word by word, line by line, but here's the thing. This prayer is, I think it's probably the most well-known Christian prayer in the world probably the most often used. uh, Many churches share this prayer uh, weekly some, or at least monthly. It's a very used prayer. And yet, the funny thing is Jesus didn't say, this is the prayer you should say. That's not what he said. Then this is how you should pray. In other words, it kind of gives us a model. Uh, You know, people say, gosh, how how should I go about praying? Well, this is kind of a model. If you look at this, it's kind of an outline. And this is basically what this outline would be if we boiled it down. You start by focusing on God. In this case, we focus on God's, um, uh, your name is how, your name is sacred, your name is set apart, you are special, you are God. And we focus on God's specialness. And then we, and then we focus on uh, trying to be kingdom people here on earth, trying to be more Christ-centered while we're here. And then we ask God, uh, we have an ask here for our daily sustenance keep us alive, as we seek God's forgiveness, and here's the here's the kicker, as we forgive others. And then finally, we ask God to not tempt us and to deliver us from the one who does, Satan, okay? So that's kind of the model, kind of the outline of how we should go about praying.
0: And so Jesus offers this model as a way to pray. I don't know about you, but sometimes thinking about this it's kind of hard to keep that in my head so we've boiled it down and maybe given you something a little simpler to go by uh, another model that's easy to remember all you have to do is remember the word pray all you have Let's to do it. pray good. you got it and the prayer focus that each letter stands for you
1: got a program this morning. let me say it please Look, like someone that's buried. Kind day, only day. It's six feet down. Okay, wave it. There's probably a pen in the seat in front of you. Pull that pen out and turn on the bulletin where it says uh, message notes or something. It says something about it, and there's an open space. See, I mean, we did extensive research to find this little section here, and we just don't want anybody to forget this. Amen? I'm kidding. We didn't do it. We, this is something we've known for a while, but we want to share it with you. We want you to take it with you. So we're going we're gonna to pray. Uh, uh, spell the word pray, so what's the first letter? You know, oh, come on. By 11, you guys should have some energy. Come on now. What's the first thing? Give me Cool. You had me nervous there. 830, I was a little more energetic than you were there for a minute. And that was a third of the people. I'm just saying. Okay, so just want to keep you up here. Oh,
0: now we're going to have worship war. Huh? <laughs> worship war. No.
1: Give me a P. Peace. Now we're alive. Peace. Praise God. That's what P stands for. Praise God. God. We begin our prayer by focusing on God, by praising God, by celebrating who God is, by celebrating the one who created you and me, the one who gives us life. Celebrate and praise the Lord God.
0: So that's P. Our next letter (coughs) is? Thank you. That stands for repent. Repent means literally to go in a different direction. (coughs) It means to confess to God, to say I'm sorry but saying I'm sorry with the intention of trying not to repeat that kind of behavior. We need to repent, turn away from our sin, go in a new direction.
1: Okay, so we've got a... We've got a... We've got a... I'm glad you didn't make me stand on that one leg too M-C-I- long. Okay, P-R... <laughs> All right, now this time you don't get to just say it, you got to show it. Give me an A. Oh, gosh, you guys are good. You guys are good. Okay, A stands for ask. Ask. This, and we, we focus on God, and then we kind of clean the slate. Say, God, I'm a sinner, you know, I, and this is what's coming between us. Give me a new direction. We get that. And now we're ready to ask God. And, and usually we ask God on behalf of others first, right? And so we ask. We have those prayer concerns. Uh, God would be with someone, maybe you have a family member, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, somebody. Maybe there's a need because of health concerns or financial concerns. Or maybe you're praying that they'll realize a relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're praying they'll say yes to an invitation to come. Whatever it might be, you're praying on behalf of others. But then, and you can't forget this, we can't forget it, we need to pray on behalf of ourselves. Oh, that's too selfish. No, it's not. If we're truly praying for our needs, God wants to hear those prayers. Scripture tells us tell me what you It's not like we're going to surprise Oh really? God said. God knows your needs, but God likes to hear us come to him and be in conversation with God about what those needs are, you know. Any caring loving parent wants to know what their child needs are. And God is the most caring loving parent there is. And so we are called to share those needs, and to ask God for what we need.
0: And so our last letter is? Why. Why? Thank you. This is perhaps uh, the most difficult uh, part, I think. I know it is for me. It stands for yield. Yield basically means talking to God about God being in charge of our lives talking to God, asking God for direction, asking God for the next step of whatever we should do or however we should handle a relationship or a situation at school or at work. In other words, what would Jesus want us to do? And that's yielding to the will of God in your life. That's why it's so important to have Christian friends or mentors to help us navigate and to help us with those tough questions and challenges in life. That's why it's so important to read your Bible because that's God's manual for living. And um, so please, please make sure you have, a. if you don't have a Bible, see Lori, Pastor Lori in the back. We'll make sure you have one. I really like the word yield, and when I see a yield sign, uh, I try to follow that, but it reminds me of, of a God thing. Yield means uh, the right-of-way, giving the other car a right-of-way. Yield, in kind of my mind and heart, means um, giving God the right-of-way in my life. I think that's a hard thing to do. It involves trust and faith, but God's direction and way is always right. And so... uh, Y means yield. Mm.
1: Okay, so pray. P-R-A-Y. Praise, repent, ask, and yield. It's just a reminder. It's, you know, it's not concrete. You know, that doesn't end your prayer. It doesn't have to be. It's just a reminder of, of the important things to include when you pray. You know, praise, repent, ask, and, and yield. And as with the Lord's Prayer, we always begin by focusing on God. God is holy. God is glorious, and God is the creator of all things, including you and me. And we should never, as Jesus shares with us in this section of Scripture, never pray in order that we might be the center of attention.
0: So we're going to look at the last when you that we're going to share today, and it's uh, Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you.
1: Mm. Fasting, we read about that a lot in Scripture. What is it? Well, fasting is basically to not do something that's part of our regular routine, something that we would miss by not doing. The purpose of the fast is to take attention from whatever it is we would normally be doing and shift that attention and focus on that time and energy on god um example whereas how many are in the daniel plan right now at church here it's not actually a fast but some of you are fasting from things you probably normally would eat and part of that is as you as you are redirecting that attention it's also redirecting attention to God and what God would have us do to care for our bodies in perhaps a better way than with some of the foods maybe we were eating otherwise. And so it's, again, it's an attention shifter. Um, In the Scripture, Jesus is talking specifically about fasting from food, which when you read in the Bible, fasting, the Bible is always going to be talking about fasting from food. Uh, And as it often does, uh, food is often the uh, the, the central focus of the fast. And when that, when you fast from food, the purpose is not to lose weight, although that might be a nice byproduct. But that's not our purpose. The purpose again is when you're thinking about food that you and you go, oh, you shift that focus into a more focus on God and what God is doing. Um, it doesn't have to be food, though. A- anything that we could give up that we is the kind of normal part of our existence, or maybe something that we really focus a lot on. Uh, would, could be a fast where we redirect that attention to God. Let's say maybe you watch a lot of TV and you say, okay, I'm going to fast from TV or maybe even a show that's your favorite show and redirect that time and attention and that energy to God. Or maybe it's video games or maybe it's the computer or, or maybe it's football. Of course, in three weeks, that's going to be real easy, isn't it? But, you know, whatever it might be that you normally would spend a lot of time on, you would shift that and focus on the Lord.
0: And so the purpose of fasting is not to draw attention to yourself. I, I think it's kind of interesting. They disfigure their faces. I'm not really sure what that's about. But there are people who you may have come across who fast and it's like, yeah, I'm fasting. And you know, it's kind of a pump up, look at me kind of thing. And that's not what God wants. God wants it to be between you and God. That doesn't mean that you can't talk about things and get prayer from people on it, but it's the attitude, you know, the motivation of why you're doing it. Um, In these spiritual disciplines that we have just talked about, we've talked about giving and prayer and fasting, all of it should be done with a spirit of humility. A spirit of humility. Without that, it's really all about self. And so our focus must be on God, on Jesus, the Christ, rather than ourselves. Because when we're prideful about it, when we get all pumped up and arrogant about our giving or our praying or our fasting, we've really lost the whole point of it all. And we would even say that it would be better to not do it, if that's the reason why you're doing it, about self-aggrandizement. Wow. That,
1: wow. That's not a word you hear every day. No. Yeah. Um, that's worth 50 cents, I bet. Um,
0: I just thought of that word.
1: Self aggrandizement. Wow. Yeah. Let's, let's say that. Self. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, as she just pointed out, throughout this section, Jesus points out, he talks about rewards. And he talks about who those who, who give the needy or pray or fast with being the central focus of themselves in mind, have already received their reward. They've gotten the attention that they were seeking. They've gotten their, quote-unquote, earthly reward, and that's all they're going to get. But he says, if you don't do it that way, if your focus is God, God's going to reward you. It's not going to be an earthly reward, though. Um, It's not going to be a a recognition of you, you, you. And this is a little tough, because let's be real here. We like rewards, we like recognition. When well, I used to be in sales, I like the paycheck, but I also like the little rewards you got for a good week or a good, or whatever. You know, we like to be recognized, amen? Sure, I just, uh, I, I a lot of times go out and say hi to the guys in the parking lot because I just appreciate what they're doing, especially when it's 10 below or it's snowing or raining or whatever. And, uh, and a guy this morning said, I appreciate the recognition. Of course he does. We all do. You know, that's part of our nature. We like to be recognized. We like to be appreciated. And that's why it's so challenging what we're being told here because we're told don't do these things for your recognition. That You know, that's all the more reason because of what we do like to be recognized that Jesus is sharing this piece of Scripture, this piece, this teaching that he did on the side of that mountain. Because when we give, when we pray, when we fast, in order to be recognized, in order to be rewarded in an earthly way, we're going to shortchange ourselves on the true blessing because of what, how we could have been rewarded by God in a heavenly way.
0: And so the reward that we receive from practicing righteousness in the spirit of humility, our reward is that we're drawn closer. God draws us closer to him. You know, when we're able to give of ourselves, Jesus shares um, when we're able to give of ourselves, when we're able to give something up and and focus on God, we hear from God and we learn more about God and that that helps us in our day-to-day and sometimes in our hour-to-hour. Life is hard. Life is tough. And so when we're walking with God, like like we're here, and the more we practice righteousness, we move like this way, and then we end up here. That is the reward, that we are in this close relationship with God that really guides us through our life, guides us through the joys, guides us through the challenges, the hard stuff, the happy stuff, and gives us direction. Um, it's, it's kind of like a glorious circle. Imagine this. The more we do these things, the disciplines of like um, prayer and serving and helping the needy and, and fasting, the more we do that, the closer we get to Christ. The closer we get to Christ, the more we do those things. The more we do those things, the closer we get to Christ. Do you see how it is? It's just a natural outcome of our relationship with Christ. That's the reward and simple to be close to Christ. And I'm telling you, there's no better reward than that. No money can outdo that reward. No recognition can outdo that reward, which is growing close and being in a relationship with Christ. So when you give to the needy, when you pray, when you fast, As this scripture says, as this teaching teaches us, don't do it for self. Don't be motivated to get recognized. Do it for recognition. But be motivated uh, in your relationship with God, that God is the true focus of your life. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, This is um, a tough teaching, this Sermon on the Mount, where you share things with us that um, might be a little tough to understand. Thank you that we could share together and grow together and be on this journey together with one another and with you. Thank you, God, that you gave us this model for prayer and in the Lord's Prayer, but then we could... um, Just talk to you like you're our best friend. That's all you want. God, thank you for your word, your living word. May it change and transform our lives. We pray this in your name. Everybody gathered said, amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at ConnectionCC.org or on Facebook at Facebook.com ConnectionCC. You can also contact our church office at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.